Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, where, oh, where is the Raiders offense? That's the million-dollar question. That plus a whole lot more comes up on Tuesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, October 31st, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. Welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. Of course, as always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, we definitely appreciate you and we appreciate my man Ari who does a great job each and every day making sure we're up on YouTube looking good and sounding good. You can always hit him up on Twitter at Ari Produces. You can hit me up on Twitter as well at your boy Q254 and we got the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693. As you can imagine with the Raiders losing 26-14 to to the Detroit Lions on Monday Night Football, plenty of feedback to get to in segment number three. So we'll get to as many calls and texts possible uh, coming up in segment number three. Segment number two, what to do with the quarterback position? What to do with the quarterback position as the Raiders have dropped to three and five uh, with the loss to the Lions on Monday Night Football? We'll talk about that in segment number two. Here in segment number one, news and notes of the day, just kind of a recap of the Raiders' loss and how they got to the 26-14 loss to the Detroit Lions on Monday Night Football in a pretty embarrassing fashion. Uh, Good job by the defense, not so much by the offense. We'll get into that after I tell you about the title sponsor of the show, which is FanDuel. Uh, Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOnToday to get started. So let's go ahead and get started. Let's jump into this segment here as we give you the news and notes. And again, the Raiders lose 26-14 to the Lions of Monday Night Football. And honestly, I don't even know if it was that close. Pretty embarrassing performance by the Raiders, especially on offense. The defense did everything they could to keep the Raiders in it until they couldn't, right? It was like the dam that finally broke, right? I mean, you kept putting the finger in the dam, putting the finger in the dam, stopping the leaking, stopping the leaking, and eventually it just cracked, and all the floodgates opened up, and the Raiders' defense couldn't do anything to stop the Lions, and the Lions took off and got the victory 26-14. But Jimmy G was very anemic offensively, 10 for 21, 126 yards, an interception. He was sacked six times for a loss of 49 yards. So ultimately, total, he has 77 yards passing. The whole first half of the game, he went without completing a pass to a wide receiver. That's, that's just incredible. Not one completed pass to a wide receiver in the first half. It was just really a bad performance in Jimmy G's return from back injury. He's missed two and a half games, had another interception. He now leads the league or is tied for the league lead in interceptions, and he's missed two and a half games. He already has nine interceptions on the season as opposed to seven touchdowns in the time that he's been out there. So clearly he's not getting the job done. Josh Jacobs, 15 carries, 61 yards. Devontae Adams, one catch. 11 yards on seven targets. That's it. You got one of the best wide receivers in the league, and you get him one catch, 11 yards, seven targets. Clearly, he's frustrated. We'll talk more about that coming up in segment number two, but something's got to give with this Raiders offense. It is just not very good. Think about it like this. The Raiders had 45 total plays on offense, 45. The Lions had 81, just about double right? Almost doubled, just nine short of being doubled what the Raiders had. They did just about double their time of possession. Detroit had the ball for 39 minutes and 33 seconds in the game. The Raiders had the ball for 20 minutes and 27 seconds. 
Like I said, just about double the time of possession the Lions had the ball as opposed to the Raiders. The Raiders just couldn't get anything going, and they haven't been able to get anything going offensively, and it just blows my mind to this day through week eight of the season. I still can't believe that the Raiders have no offensive identity. They can't get anything cooking with all the weapons that they have. It all goes back to the quarterback play. You can always point the finger and say it goes back to the play calling, but something's got to give. This offense has got to change, and now you got eight games in a book, and I'm sorry to say you kind of know who this Raiders team is going to be. Right. I mean, there's always early in the season. You say, yeah, well, it's early in the season. Maybe they'll come around at this point in the game. You know exactly who this Raiders team is going to be. I mean, it's just it's just that simple. Uh, They've got a tough game coming up against the the Giants, followed by a tough game against the Jets, followed by a game with the Miami Dolphins and a game with the Chiefs. So it's not going to get any better anytime soon, even though the the Giants have a losing record and the Jets aren't much better. Uh, You know that they're going to play hard, especially the Jets. You know they have a really strong defense. So that's not going to look good for the Raiders coming up in a couple weeks at Allegiant Stadium. For the Lions, Jaron Goff threw for 272 yards. He also uh, had a pick six. Marcus Peters finally came up with a play this season, uh, had a pick six, and kept the Raiders in the game. Think about this. I said the score was 26-14. The offense only mustered seven points. And that was on a Josh Jacobs uh, carry that got him in the end zone, right? 15 carries, 61 yards, had a touchdown on the day. That was Josh Jacobs. That was the only scoring that the Raiders' offense had. They're only averaging 16 points a game. They literally scored seven. The other seven points were on the, on the strength of Marcus Peters getting a pick six and taking it, you know, just taking it to the house. That's incredible. And even with that being said, even after the pick six, the Raiders were still in the game. They were only down two. Then the Lions messed around and fumbled in the very next possession. So the Raiders really could have taken uh, advantage and, and taken the lead. The Lions throughout the whole course of the game did not want to win it. They didn't. Every time they looked like they had a chance to pull away, uh, they turned the ball over. They turned the ball over three times, and the Raiders came up off seven points off of that, off of three turnovers. They only created seven points off of that, which is incredible. Again, the defense did everything they could. I don't want to fault them, even though you look at it, you look at the numbers, like the yards, and you look at the points, and you say, oh, man, the Raiders' defense didn't do a very good job. Look, they ultimately didn't because they were on the field forever. As I pointed out, 39 minutes and 33 seconds is how long the Lions had the ball for. They ran for 222 yards. That was one of my keys to victory. The Raiders had to stop the run. Jameer Gibbs, the rookie, he's not David Montgomery, but he went out there and balled out. 26 carries, 152 yards, and a touchdown. Plus, he had five catches for 37 yards. He single-handedly had more yards from scrimmage than the Raiders. Think about that. I got to pause for a minute when I say that. He single-handedly had more yards from scrimmage than the Raiders as a team. He had 189 yards while the Raiders only had 152. That's bad. That is really bad when one guy who had never really came into his own yet though so far this season, the rookie, uh, you know, he's had some moments here and there where you can see that he's got some big playability, but he hadn't been the guy that they expected him to be so far since they drafted him. And all of a sudden he had his coming out party uh, against the Raiders. And unfortunately, and I heard Lisa Salters from ESPN say it as soon as the game was over, she was talking to Jared Goff. She said, you guys needed a get right game and you got one. The Raiders are no doubt about it. Everyone's get right game. The, the New York Giants are coming to town. They're not very good. They just lost a tough one to the Jets uh, in week eight. I, I'll have no doubt that they're going to all of a sudden find their offense and all of a sudden start looking good. Daniel Jones is going to look like that quarterback coming up. I'm not saying that they're going to win the game at Allegiant Stadium, but I'm sure they're going to look a lot better because the Raiders, for some reason, allow these teams to look really good. And again, this wasn't even on the defense. The defense did everything it could. It came up with a couple of, uh, of fumble recoveries, and it also came up with the pick six, right? I mean, they have a, a fumble early in the game. They get the ball in plus territory. It looked like they're going to have an opportunity to score. The very next play, Jimmy G throws a pick in the end zone. It wasn't even close. 
right? I mean, Devontae Adams, I mentioned he only had one catch for 11 yards. I mean, one of those was on him. He had an easy catch, and he put it on the ground, so that was on him. But there was also a time he was running wide open. Jimmy Jesus overthrew him. Kind of looked like the Super Bowl when he was playing for the 49ers, and he overthrew Emmanuel Sanders, streaking to the end zone against Kansas City. It looked similar to that, but along the sideline. And there was plenty of times where uh, Jimmy had guys wide open. He had Hunter Renfro open multiple times, Josh Jacobs open multiple times, Michael Mayer open multiple times, and held the ball, held the ball, held the ball too long to the tune of getting sacked six times. Uh, but again, the defense, I want to give them credit for keeping the Raiders in the game as long as they could, and they finally just they broke, and they weren't able to do it. So ultimately, the Lions had those three turnovers, and they missed a field goal, and the Raiders still only scored seven points and uh, came up with a 26-14 loss and are now 3-5 and five on the season. Trade deadline's coming up at 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 p.m. Pacific time. Of course, if you're listening to this show early in the morning, I'm getting it out a little bit later than I normally do. I got off my ESPN show later because of the World Series, so probably much throughout the course of the week. My shows will get up a little bit later than normal uh, just because, again, I'm not going to get off my ESPN show game night until the World Series is over. We started a little bit later, and we're going to end it a little bit later. So I'll probably get the podcast up about an hour later than I normally do. But, again, it's still going to get up as soon as possible, as soon as I can get it knocked out uh, right after the show on ESPN. But uh, bad performance by the Raiders, uh, bad performance by Jimmy G in particular, bad performance by the offense. Uh, the offensive line, they weren't as bad as the six sacks that Jimmy G took, but he held the ball for a very long time and, well, just wasn't able to deliver it. And when he did deliver it, it didn't go where it was supposed to go. Again, Jimmy had an awful day at the office, 10 for 21, 126 yards and a pick. Sacked six times for a loss of 49 yards and, at the end of the day, ended up with really 77 yards passing. That's just terrible. Bad, bad performance. I know I mentioned that Jimmy G gives the Raiders the best chance to, you know, win. And at least that's what the coaching staff feels like. That's why they had him under center uh, after having a week off and having Brian Hoyer start. Clearly, that's not the case either. So you struck out with Brian Hoyer and struck out with Jimmy G. What's left? Aiden O'Connell. We'll talk about the rookie Aiden O'Connell and what's moving forward for him. What should be the idea moving forward for him in this Raiders offense? We'll do it in segment number two after I tell you about DoorDash. And normally when there's a really good game on and you get hungry, uh, you don't want to leave the game. You don't want to you know, leave from in front of the TV watching it because you don't want to miss any of the action. Monday night, you might have wanted to miss some of the action. You might have been okay with leaving the house and going and checking out uh, some food or getting some food and bringing it back to the house or maybe, hell, even staying there and eating the food. But if that's, you know, in normal cases, you want to see the action. Maybe you're watching the World Series and you didn't want to miss any of the action of the Rangers won 3-1 to one in game number three. So you needed to go and get something from one of your favorite spots around town. For me, it's the spot like Grimaldi's or, or Pizza Rock or, you know, so we have a couple different taco shops that I like a lot around the house. And so DoorDash is the way to go. If you haven't used DoorDash, if you haven't downloaded the app yet, you can do so right now and you'll get hooked up. You'll get 50% off $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCK23. Subject to change. Terms apply. Again, it uh, doesn't matter if you're preparing for a game, if it's in the middle of the game, if you just don't want to leave the house and you want to you know, have the, house, the, the, the food brought in, or maybe you're at work and you want to have it imported in and, you know, you don't have time to break away and go, DoorDash is the way to go. You'll be prepared before every game day. You can stock up on your favorite appetizers, appetizers order all your favorite tailgate gear on DoorDash, then get ready to watch your team win. Hopefully, your team wins. So right now, again, use the promo code LOCK23 for 50% off of the $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. Subject to change, terms apply. That's 50% off 
up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCK23. Subject to change, terms apply. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast Following week eight, the Raiders are now three and five as they lose 26 to 14 on Monday Night Football in prime time against the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions needed a get right game in Lisa Salter's words, not mine. And the Raiders were that get right team. And unfortunately, it's been multiple times this season that they've been that get right team. So uh, the Lions were coming off that bad loss of Baltimore. They wanted to go back home and get back in the win column. They did exactly that. The Raiders went out there and they played with some intensity, at least defensively, but could get nothing going offensively and I know everyone's going to point the finger and have point the finger at Josh McDaniels and you got to fire him and he's not an offensive guru I get that but you know what his quarterback play is lackluster to say the best right and that's on him because he's the one who brought in or he's the one who signed off on bringing him in Jimmy G in to be the quarterback of the silver and black they did attempt to trade up in the draft and go get a guy they didn't go get the guy right they got Aiden O'Connell in the fourth round Maybe he's going to turn out to be the franchise quarterback moving forward. Maybe he's just going to turn out to be a quarterback, but we don't know. There's been plenty of times, week three, when the Raiders played. No, it was week four. Yeah, it was week four, excuse me, when the Raiders played the Chargers at home or in L.A. It was a home away from home. But when they played him in L.A., uh, that's when Aiden O'Connell got his start, when Jimmy G was out. And then, of course, uh, week seven against the Chicago Bears, when Jimmy G is out, a lot of people said, okay, Aiden O'Connell should get to start again. And Brian Hoyer got to start. Uh, they lost in week four when they played the Chargers. They lost in week seven when they played uh, when they played the Bears and Brian Hoyer got the start. So now after losing in week eight and the way that they did and the fact that the offense could get nothing going, Jimmy G, again, for the season, has 1,205 yards, seven TDs, and nine interceptions, and he's missed two and a half games. The Raiders are three and five overall at the, basically the halfway mark. They're 17 games, so it's not really a technical halfway, but... Just, I mean, again, leading the league in interceptions with nine. Uh, last season, we were all talking bad about Dak Prescott, right? Because he led the league in interceptions after missing five games. Well, Jimmy's missed two and a half, and he's leading the league with nine. So uh, something that he was supposed to do really well, take care of the ball, that's not what he's doing. So at this point, it's funny, something that people have called in, texted in, tweeted at me about, start Aiden O'Connell, you're crazy, start the rookie. And I always said, look, I know you want to see what the rookie has. I get it. I know that at some point the Raiders have to determine what they have in Aiden O'Connell. The time will come at some point when the Raiders will turn to the ranks over to Aiden O'Connell. And I'm not saying that they're going to do it this week. I'm saying they should do it this week. After dropping three and five, you know, I thought that there was an opportunity in that game. I really thought at halftime, especially the way that Jimmy G was struggling, that Josh McDaniels would come out with Aiden O'Connell in the second half. I really thought that that was a possibility. He said following the game that that was never a thought because it was a, a one-score game uh, until it wasn't, until it got out of control late. But he never thought about putting Aiden O'Connell in. I think at this point, him and his coaching staff need to sit down and say, okay, we're 3-5. and five. It's not going to get any better anytime soon. The team is down. The team is frustrated. Josh Jacobs was asked after the game if he has any idea what could spark the Raiders' offense, and he had the shortest answer to that he could. Uh, I don't know. It ain't my job, right? So obviously that's not you know very positive coming from one of your leaders of the team. Uh, Devontae Adams, he's clearly frustrated as well. Again, one catch for 11 yards. It's not going to do it on seven targets, and I know that the Raiders are trying to get him involved, but it's just not working. It's just not clicking uh, the, the, you know, most teams are stacking the box. Josh Jacobs actually had a little bit of success running the ball on Monday because the Lions didn't stack the box. 
They were just like, yeah, okay, we're not going to stack the box, but we're still going to go ahead and defend the run. So that's why Josh was decent. He and I had some really decent runs on that one touchdown drive that they had. Uh, that was really the Josh Jacobs show. It really had nothing to do with Jimmy G. Completed a couple passes to the tight ends, but that was really it. I mean, Jimmy just had a rough day. So at this point, you know, as I said, there'll be time to figure out what Aiden O'Connell has. There's nine games left, guaranteed, in this season, starting with the Giants on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. Why not pass the torch on, pass the sticks on to Aiden O'Connell and say, all right, Rook, here you go. You're in for the next nine. Unless he totally, you know, craps down his leg. I guess that's the best way to put it and keep it clean on a family show. Uh, you know, just let him roll. Like I said, my biggest thing, the whole thing I've been against Aiden O'Connell starting is because I didn't want it to be a start and stop. I wanted him to have multiple games. There's nine games left, right? Why not go ahead and go for it? Maybe he'll pump up a guy like Devontae Adams. Devontae will feel like, okay, this guy will give me the ball. Maybe a guy like Jacoby Myers will get fired up. Maybe with Aiden O'Connell's arm strength, it'll help loosen up the defense a little bit and give Josh Jacobs a little bit more room to run. I'm not saying that they're going to go and win a bunch of games with Aiden O'Connell, but at least you can see how he operates against different teams. You know, you got the Giants, kind of warm them up. Got the Jets with a very strong defense. That'll be a tough game. You'll learn a lot about him then. Miami with the uh, offense that can score quick, fast, and hurry. And, oh, by the way, they got Jalen Ramsey back defensively. The Chiefs, they've been led by their defense this this year. So you'll get a bunch of different looks with Aiden O'Connell. So, yeah, I think now is the time to go ahead and turn the sticks uh, over to Aiden O'Connell, almost like you're playing Madden. And, you know, it was 21 blowout. So you get off the sticks and you pass it to whoever's waiting. Aiden O'Connell's waiting. He was the backup on Monday night. Brian Hoyer was inactive, which I think is a step in the right direction. So I feel like that the Raiders, as a coaching staff, feel like Aiden O'Connell's getting closer to being able to be that guy that's capable of going in in a pinch. Well, I feel like the Raiders are in a pinch. They're in a rut. The offense looks bad, and they just need to have some kind of jump start, some kind of energy. And I don't, like I said, I don't know who Aiden O'Connell's going to be at the end of the day. He might be the guy, or he might just be a guy. But the way to find out is to give him the, give him the, give him the, you know, go ahead and give him the keys and say, all right, here you go. It's your, it's your job, young fella. Go out there and do what you can do and see what you got, right? And just know that he's going to make mistakes. He's a rookie. It's not going to be clean. It's going to be, you know, mistake-ridden. But at least you, you know, get that opportunity to finally get a look at him and get an extensive look. That's the biggest key. You've got to get an extensive look at this young man so you really do know what you have. Again, I've been holding out and holding out, uh, throwing the veteran out there, whether it's Jimmy G or Brian Hoyer, uh, for the sake of the Raiders trying to win a game and try to stay in the thick of things. But now you're looking at the standings and you're looking at a 6-2 and two Chiefs coming off the loss to the Broncos. You're looking at a Broncos team that's, oh, 3-5. You're looking at a Raider team that's, oh, 3-5. You're looking at, you know, the Chargers who are now 3-4, and four, right? I mean, so now here we go. It's, it's kind of status quo of, of what a lot of people expected the division to look like. Uh, the Raiders have lost a couple games that I think that they should have won, and the situation would be different. And I wouldn't be calling for Aiden O'Connell at this point. But I think right now, I think it's fair enough to say it's time for the young man to go out there to cook. Speaking of Devontae Adams being frustrated, he caught up with uh, Bridget Condon from NFL Network and also to Sean Reed from The Athletic. Here's just a quick about 50, 55 seconds from what uh, Devontae Adams had to say in the Raiders locker room following the game. If you want to talk about a frustrated dude, here's a frustrated dude. Obviously, there was a lot of frustration in the fourth quarter. They kind of had a camera shot of you with your helmet off. What was the most frustrating part about this in that moment? I honestly, I, I don't know what to say at this moment. I, I truly don't. I wish I had the, the words to, you know, to say something that's not going to get blown up in the media and, and taken out of context. So I'm going to just, uh, I truly I just don't know. What are you feeling right now? Can you elaborate on anything going through your mind? 
frustration, but I mean, that's that kind of goes without saying. You know, I know you said that you have confidence whenever you're out there and offensive stability, but is it kind of hard to, to maintain that when the results are what they've done? No, it's not hard to maintain the confidence in our offense. It's just hard to curb your frustration when you can't put it together. Where do you go from here? Just keep trying to get better. So there is Devontae Adams right there, again, with Bridget Condon from NFL Network and Deshaun Reed from The Athletic uh, just talking about uh, you know what's going on with the offense, and you hear Devontae say he doesn't have any answers. He doesn't know. He doesn't know what to say. That's not going to get blown up in the media, especially with the trade deadline being at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific time uh, later on today. Of course, that's going to be a big storyline. Everyone's thinking that Devontae is going to get traded. The Raiders have said that they're not going to trade him. But I guarantee there's going to be a couple organizations that are still going to call and say, hey, you sure you don't want to get rid of 17? Uh, This is what we have to offer. And I'm sure Dave Ziegler, as a GM, being responsible, will at least listen. I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. But I think that he's definitely going to listen if someone calls. And I'm sure after seeing what they saw on Monday, after seeing what they saw on Sunday to the Bears, after seeing what they've seen multiple times this year, losses to the Steelers, losses to the Chargers, losses to the Bills, I feel like that they're probably going to say, yeah, you kind of know exactly who this Raiders team is going to be, and they're not going to be very good. So as far as I'm concerned, uh, I don't know if it's going to happen. We'll talk to head coach Josh McDaniels at around 11 o'clock this morning. Uh, we'll ask him if it's the Aiden O'Connell time. Uh, they were asking him that after uh, after the game on on uh, on Monday, and he said he didn't want to get into that right now. So maybe after having some time to sleep on it and meeting with his coaches, maybe they've made a decision. But that'll be one of the first questions we ask him this morning. Is it the Aiden O'Connell time? I think it is. I think he should start at home on Sunday against the Giants. But that's just what I think. That doesn't mean that that's what's going to happen. But we'll ask Coach McDaniels, and we'll see what he says. And if it is the Aiden O'Connell time, then boom. And there you go. And you'll get a chance to see the rookie. And, you know, there's a good chance that he won't even answer that just to try to keep a competitive advantage where the Giants don't know who to prepare for. But as far as I'm concerned, my gut feeling tells me it's exactly that. It's time to see Aiden O'Connell. What's on your mind? 707-654-4693. That's the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line. We'll get to your calls and texts after I tell you about the title sponsor of the show, which is FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, you should. There's no better place, no better time to get in on the action than right now with FanDuel. The app so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and a whole lot more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get into the NFL season the right way with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and text you off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with Sucker Free Raider. He's calling to talk about the game and the fact that the defense showed up to play, but the offense was MIA. Here he is, Sucker Free Raider. Hey, Q, what's up? Sucker Free Raider. Just watch the game. Uh, I'm pretty sure, well, I've, I'm hoping they're not going to start trying to get more defensive help. Why? Um, in a nutshell, I feel bad and I feel sorry for our defense and Max Crosby and our offense let them down. They were exhausted at the end. They tried their hardest. Even Peterson did his thing. But I, it is what it is, man. I, at least they showed a, at least they showed fight. Alright, so Raiders, we still got some little time left to do something. Whatever it is, it's just all about, you know, putting something good together for, uh, 
the team. Out. Thank you for the call, my man. The Lions tried to keep the Raiders in the game. They really did, right? The offense got nothing going all night, but the Lions kept saying, yeah, we don't really want this one. We want it, but we don't want it that bad. Here, we're going to give you another chance. Here, we're going to give you another chance. Here, we're going to give you one more chance. Oh, and we're going to miss a field goal. And the Raiders really could not get anything going offensively. The defense just bogged down. They were on the field way too long. They were exhausted by the end of the day. The Raiders, again, as I mentioned in segment number one, 45 total plays as opposed to the Lions' 81 total plays. Detroit had the ball for 39 minutes and 33 seconds to the Raiders' 20 minutes and 27 seconds. You're not going to win a lot of games like that, even if you're the Miami Dolphins who can strike fast. Boom. You know, like, you're just not going to win too many games when the other team doubles up your time of possession. That's just not good. And the Raiders, their possessions were bad. Offensively, just bad. Sucker Free Raider, thanks so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Up next is a text from Keegan in Vancouver. He said, what up, Q? It's Keegan from Vancouver, Washington. I'll get to the point. How much money are we wasting on offensive talent uh, versus how much would we have to pay McDaniels next year if we fired him now? I don't know the numbers, but I bet the offense has paid more than him, and this is unacceptable. That's Keegan in Vancouver. Thanks for the text. And, yeah, I mean, it's a hundred-and-something-million-dollar offense that the Raiders have right now. Uh, I don't know what Josh McDaniels' contract numbers look like. Uh, that's not my business. I don't get into that. Uh, I believe he had, like, a five-year deal. Uh, I don't think he's going anywhere till year three, uh, unless there's a few more of these really embarrassing losses. But, again, going back to what I said in segment number two about bringing Aiden O'Connell in and letting him start, I think that – you know, that's another way for him to make sure he holds on to his job as well is go ahead and start Aiden O'Connell and say, all right, well, we're going to see what the rookie has. And it kind of buys him a little bit more time as well. Again, I, I just gut feeling tells me he's going to be on the three year plan unless something goes really, really bad, which I know you can look at it and say it's already gone really bad. But I think that, you know, Mark Davis is going to be patient with him. For now, right? I mean, again, I, I don't know that. Hell, for all I know, we might wake up and Mark Davis might have said, all right, this experiment is over. I'm going to pull the plug on it. I, I don't think that that's the case, only because I don't think that um, Mark Davis wants to continue to pay everyone that he's paying and wants to, you know, just can continue to to recycle coaches in and coaches out. And, you know, you can't do anything until the end of the season. If you fire him now, it's just going to be it's just going to be an interim person, someone that they uh, elevate from within the, the you know, the, the staff right now. So I don't really see how that benefits the team either. Uh, at some point, you know, he'll have to sit down and they'll have an evaluation talk, him and Mark Davis, and they'll go from there. But uh, I just don't see it. Again, I could be absolutely wrong. Uh, it could happen as early as today. I don't think so, but we'll see. Uh, but I, for, as far as the offense goes, they are paying a lot of money for very little production. Thanks so much for that text. I do appreciate you. Up next, got a call from Jack in Houston. He's calling to talk about the game, the quarterback that is currently playing for the Raiders, and unfortunately, the decision to move on from the quarterback that is no longer with the team. He's pretty fired up. Here he is, Jack in Houston. What's up, Q? It's Jack. I'm down here in Houston, uh, repping the Raiders. And um, I talked about, you know, I'll tell you, uh, for the first time in a while, I saw something out of McDaniels that kind of, you know, made me a little, little happy. You know, there were plays where we had some openings early, you know, in the first half, there was that cross. The Adams got batted down. Um, you know, but honestly, obviously the, the problem here is, is quarterback in McDaniels. Um, but he did show something today. But at the end of the day, he made decisions such, and I hate to dwell on the past, man, but, but basically what could this offense have been with another year car? I know it's, I know it's, you know, no point in looking back, man, but McDaniels made a decision to, to get rid of him and to bring in his guy. And even if he wants to pin all this offensive, offensive crap on Garoppolo, he made that decision. He made those, all these decisions. 
He's taken a team that fought toe-to-toe with Cincinnati in the playoffs to this, seven points in the game. And he showed little things. And you know what? I'm not going to hear – I don't want to hear that, oh, well, you know, obviously it's the quarterbacker. It doesn't matter. He made these decisions. He said he made this grave. Now he's got to lie in it. And we got to make a change. And we get, I'm, I'm getting scared to death, man. I'm just I, getting real scared of uh, what could possibly happen here over the next couple of weeks if, if – um, or even, hell, even before the trade deadline tomorrow if, if we don't start making changes. But anyways, Q, I just got a voice. I got to let it out tonight. Thanks, man. Jack, thanks for the call. I appreciate you. You're not wrong, right? Josh McDaniels picked the groceries. He's cooking the dinner. He's cooking the meal. Uh, but what he's cooking is not very good, right? I mean, that's just simple as that. When you're averaging 16 points a game and now you're averaging less than that, you're, you're, not, you're not very good. Right in 2023's NFL, 16 points is not going to win you very many games unless you got the 85 Bears defense, and the Raiders do not. The Raiders have an 85 Bears player in Max Crosby, and that's it. So yeah, I mean it's just it's not it's not acceptable what they're putting out there on 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 uh, on film, and I don't understand honestly outside of the quarterback play not being very good why the offense is so bad. They've just got too many weapons to have an offense that's that bad. I mean, we, as I was talking about with Keegan in Vancouver, they got a $100 million offense, and they're putting up less than 16 points a game. Right? They literally scored seven points as an offense on Monday. Seven. That was it. Right? The other seven points came from Marcus Peters' pick six. So they're just not scoring anything, and that falls on everyone's shoulders. I'm not going to keep going back to uh, the quarterback that's no longer here in Derek Carr. He's in New Orleans. Uh, I wish him the best there, uh, but that's where he's at. I think that the break was good for him, and I think it was good for the Raiders, but just keep going back to, oh, well, you know, Carr this, Carr that. Look, that's, that ship has sailed whether we like it or not. That ship has sailed, right? I mean, it's just it kind of is what it is. Uh, there's nothing that you can do about it at this point. So uh, you've got to hope that whoever's here can make the product that they have here better. They ain't got to worry about the product in New Orleans. The Raiders need to worry about the product in Las Vegas. So thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Uh, you know, maybe the next guy will be Aiden O'Connell, and maybe we'll see him as early as Sunday. Uh, that's what I'm hoping that we see. But, of course, until Coach McDaniels makes the call, we won't, uh, we won't see that. Uh, up next, a text from Raider Tony. It's a pretty lengthy text. He said, what's going on, Q? It's Raider Tony. Love the show. Love what you're doing. I listen every morning on my way to work. Man, what a loss. I'll be honest with you. I really didn't think we were going to win this game, but being that the defense had played out of their mind tonight and the offense, I mean, Jimmy G never showed up. It looked like we really had a chance. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about Tay and his response on the sideline after being overthrown. He should have had three touchdowns last night, and the Raiders should have won this game. So can you really blame him for being upset the way he was last night? You said it best. His offense has regressed ever since they made it to the playoffs in 2021. He joins the team the following year, and mind you, we didn't have a true number one wide receiver. He was misled, trickled. Uh, he was misled, tricked, bamboozled into thinking this team was going to something because Josh McDaniels was going to be their head coach. It blows my mind how far removed we are from 2021 team with the weapons and the offensive guru we have in our head coach. If you remember, Q, we didn't even have a play caller after Gruden got fired. Q, we should be way better than we are two years ago, but we just aren't. Josh McDaniels brought in his guys this year thinking that that fixed it. Nah, it didn't fix anything. Carr was the wrong fall guy. It was Josh's fault the whole time. Get Josh McDaniels out, bench Jimmy, and then maybe, just maybe, the Raiders will be something Tay can be proud of. I wouldn't blame him if he demanded a trade and got traded. Always appreciate you and appreciate the way you have Raider Nation's back. You keep things calm and cool and collected for us. Go Raiders. That is from my guy Raider Tony. Thanks for the text. And, yeah, I mean, I understand Devontae Adams' frustration. He's a great player, one of the best in the league, and he's not being productive. The team's not being productive. I'd rather, I say it all the time, rather have a guy that I say, hey, I need you to calm down a little bit as opposed to trying to, 
pump them up and push them to be great. Devontae Adams wants to be great. He wants his team to be great. He wants to be great with his teammates. And unfortunately, that's not happened. So uh, he's one of those guys that is a perfectionist. He's one of those guys that wants only the best. So he's going to get frustrated. He's going to slam his helmet down. He's going to cuss people out on the sideline. And that's okay. I'm fine with that. You know, I mean, this is something he wanted to, uh, you know, play for the Raiders for multiple reasons. I'm super excited that he's a member of the Raiders. I hope he stays with the Raiders. But like you said, if his agent called up Dave Ziegler and said, hey, man, my guy wants out, I wouldn't blame him. I really wouldn't because he's at the he's on the wrong side of 30. And he definitely knows that he has less days playing than he has, uh, you know, days left, right? I mean, he said that when he was talking to Mirren Fader from the, or Mirren, uh, that's her last name. Anyway, she's from Fader Magazine, right? Yeah. Uh, anyway, I forget her last name. But anyway, she's really good. And she, I did an interview with her. Uh, now I forget her name. Man, I need to look it up. What was her name? Miriam? Man, that's terrible. I can't remember her name. That is awful. Let me see real quick. I'm trying to. Uh, let's see. This is Mirren Fader. That is her name. She's from the ringer. Ha, geez. There you go. I couldn't get the fader or the ringer. The fader used to be a magazine back in the day, a music magazine. But anyway, a uh, whole nother story. But that's what he told her in that, in that piece that she wrote that, you know, he's got less days left in the league than he, than he, you know, had five, six years ago. I mean, he's on the wrong side of 30. He knows that. So he wants success and he wants it now and he's not getting it. So uh, I don't know what's going to happen as far as the head coach goes. I don't know what's going to happen with Jimmy G. I agree that Jimmy needs to be sat down. Uh, go ahead and let it be the Aiden O'Connell show, and maybe that'll re-energize Devontae Adams and give him something. He's talked highly about Aiden O'Connell, so maybe he can go out there and support him and uh, you know not have concentration drops like he did on Monday. And he only had one. I get it. And it's, it's hard when you're frustrated and probably in your own head. So I understand how things could go, but... Uh, this whole team's got to do better, but I think that a big thing for this team moving forward would be go ahead and sit down Jimmy G and let Aiden O'Connell take over and see what he's got. I mean, at this point, you're three and five. You don't have a whole lot that you have to worry about losing uh, moving forward. So I think that this would be a great time to make that switch, especially with a home game against the Giants, who aren't as good as the team you're playing the following week in the New York Jets, both a couple home games. So that's a positive. But that's all I got time for on today's show. I got a call from Border Jumper Raider. I got a text from Joel and the IE. I'll get to those tomorrow. Alex from San Diego, I got you tomorrow. We'll hear from head coach Josh McDaniels at about 11 o'clock this morning. So I'm sure that there'll be some, uh, some interesting questions and interesting thoughts from the head coach on what's going on with this team moving forward. And, of course, the trade deadline comes up at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific time. So watch out for that to see if the Raiders make any kind of moves that make any kind of sense or, or not make sense, but just, you know, our substantial moves, some big time moves. Like the last move they made was Jonathan Hankins to the Cowboys. That wasn't really a big deal. Before that, Gary on Conley to the Texans, not a big deal. Let's see if they do anything that is a big deal before today's trade deadline. So that's all I got time for on the show. Raider Nation, appreciate you as always. I know it's a tough one. It's going to be a tough week. I have no idea what it's going to be like. The temperature on Raider Nation Radio 920 and when I do my show on Necessary Roughness, but I can imagine it's not going to be good. But, you know, hey, this is what we're here for. We're here to let you vent and get your thoughts out, and hopefully we see better days sooner rather than later. But until tomorrow, Raider Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family. Most importantly, as always, Just win, baby.